0: And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. wanted to stop the nine-to-five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy Seal of Probiotics, is now available at Energy withheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Hey everyone, my name is Heather Havenwood and welcome to Like a Boss. My name is Heather Havenwood. Thank you so much for being here. Look, so when I do Like a Boss, it's all about influence, increasing your influence, increasing your impact, increasing your income, truly. So this new year of 2020 is truly about those three I's. And so today's guest I'm gonna be bringing you is how to increase your time. How do you actually take the 24 hours a day that you have and still do everything that you need to do in your life and truly create the business that you love that increases impact, increases influences, increases your income. So today I have on the line Chris Ward. Chris, welcome. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I'm a fan. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's really, it's, uh, it's, it's rare that I have, um it sounds odd, rare that I have a fan that just reaches out to me. And, and that sounds odd, but honestly, it's so many people who are fans, but they don't reach out to say, hey, I'm a fan and I want to be on your show. It's actually very rare. So most of the um, people that I get on the show are either people that I know in the industry and I tap on their shoulder and say, come on. Or they are um, people that I want to connect with and I reach out to, or more importantly, PR people. Like I I just get a lot of uh, PR pushes over here to my side. So Mm -hmm. I just want to say congratulations and thank you for reaching out and say I'm a fan and I want to be part of it. So thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: So, okay, so Chris Ward is the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day, both a platform and Amazon best-selling book that helps entrepreneurs to systematically grow their business and, oh, by the way, enjoy a personal life too. I love that. After the loss of her husband, Chris returned full-time to the marketing and branding agency she had founded years earlier only to find her business was thriving. She began teaching clients exact same systems and processes that freed her up and, to help and helped her during the difficult time and changed their lives in the process. So let's talk about this for a second. There's a lot of conversations about, you know, time management. And I, I just, you know, part of this process I'm going to share with you whenever I have a guest on, I always share like my own stuff around it, mm-hmm. not just like, you know, expertise tell me. But like, I have a whole, uh, re- I, I have a negative view around time management. And I think it's because I was born in the, like, in, in, went into corporate America in the nineties where mm-hmm. we were forced to do Franklin Covey. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So if you're in your millennials, you have no clue what we're talking about. That's fine. But it was like these big binders with the Franklin Covey's and you had to like do every single hour. And there was this whole structure and people came into the corporate office and made you do the binders. And then my boss made us like have the binders at all of our meetings. And she'd look at our bind. It was just insane. Yeah. So, and this would be pre cell phone people, so just be clear, but that was the first time I was taught time productivity. Yeah. Right. Where it's the do, 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 do. And then years later I really got into what I call the be do have like who you're being in the matter and, the, and then do and then have. And now where I'm at is a different kind of a different level. It's still that same be do have, but it is like, how do you actually create where, you know, we come from a society of where reactionary people, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be in creative mode and the creation I feel is a, is a birthing process, you know, and I I think that that's a unique time. I'm not always in the birthing process, right? I'm not always in the creative process, sometimes in the doing process. So my question to you is, let's just start at the beginning, right? Let's talk about your philosophy. What is your philosophy of time management?
1: Well, first of all, I don't love that word either, but it's the word that everyone's using. So, you know, I really like to think of it as time empowerment, right? So Mm. my philosophy is, yeah, that was my problem too. I got a lot done in a day and I had a marketing agency. I was in business for about four years and I was working insane, crazy hours. And one day, and I talk about this in my book, I almost electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush and i now call myself a recovering rushaholic. <laughs> so so i was like you like i don't have time for these complicated strategies and these, you know, all these color codes and all this other stuff. Like get out of my way. Learn to talk talk quicker and move faster because you're all just not keeping up. So i get your mindset and that was mine. But i was working insane hours and i did almost kill myself, so i thought something has to change. So i started to really examine productivity and really look at the most successful people in the world. And the short version of that was they saw time differently than us, their perception of time. I used to think people that were highly successful, like the captains of industry, then they had this team and the support system. It's because when they arrived, they could now afford that, but it was their view on time and building those teams along the way and how they saw time that got them to that success. So ultimately my governing philosophy is, business should be fun, life should be more fun, and that your business should support your life, not consume it. You shouldn't have to pay a toll for having dreams. So that's the philosophy.
0: Oh, she's Sorry. on you,
1: people. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: was me, me, And we're out. I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and interview's over. Yeah. I said it all. It was profound. <laughs> Sorry about that. I mute myself because sometimes I drink coffee and I went, you know, on this. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's interesting in philosophy, right? I agree with you. I think when you when you move up, time is different there yeah. really is another level of time and it's not taught because if we look at, and I want to go here for a second philosophy for a second. Yeah. If we're taught and I'm going to go to America schools, I can't speak for Canada, but let's say North America and Western yeah, world. Yep. Okay. If we're taught, get there at seven, you know, seven 30, whatever, seven thirty, And then we have eight hours of school or seven hours and you have class one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then we're forced to, to sit there and listen to the instructor for 55 minutes or 50 minutes, whatever it is. Right. And then boom, boom, boom. We're taught like the, you got to put the, we've heard this. You got to put the time in, right? You got, you got to listen to the teacher for 50 minutes because you can't get the data faster or slower. You have to get the data and the time they're allowed. You have to get the instruction. And then you have this thing called a test. And that is our world. That is literally our world. And I, don't, I don't like that world. I, I, I'm a rebelliousness. Again, I've always been a rebelliousness against that world, but when we're taught in America, that's the only world we have. And then we take that into corporate America, right? So here's, I'm giving you an example, because I want, I'm, I'm showing you an example, because then I'm going to throw the ball back at you and I yeah. want to get your take on this. And uh, I was in corporate America for many years. Um, my fourth year I was there, I was number one in the country in Southwestern Bell wireless is by the way, is now ATT, which is now singular, which is not whatever it's now, you know, and, one of the things that happened the last year is I figured out a funnel. Basically I figured out what you're sharing, which is I figured out how to maximize my time with this thing called a funnel. And I basically worked, God, I didn't work that much from 10 to two every day, maybe Monday through Friday. Like I barely quote unquote worked in the office thing, you know, and yet I was making the largest amount of sales over not only my team, not only North Texas over the country. This little girl, you know, code five, four, three, two, the sales code was making more than anybody. And I was like, sometimes at the pool, you know? Yeah. 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 And because my, my boss didn't see me in the office putting in the time and I became number one in the country last year, I got fired because quote, <laughs> you didn't put in the time, you well, know, but yet yeah. my sales were, so here I am winning and then yeah. I'm punished Right. I'm punished yeah. because I wasn't sitting in the office, picking my nose, looking like I'm working.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, and I, I want to get the analogy there that that is truly the structure that people then move into as entrepreneurs. You've got to put in the time yeah. or as Gary Vee says, the hustle, Yeah, you know, or, you know, some other people out there that are about the hustle. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So what's your philosophy around that?
1: Well, you brought up some really good points that I'm actually particularly passionate about. So what I would say is we, we have all been trained to think, okay, sweat it out and the grind and especially as an entrepreneur, I thought for years that that meant in Latin, long nights, you know, and, and just longer days, right? So Where I fell into problems in the beginning too was I had subscribed to the old way of doing things where your personal life pays the price, you're trying to do it all yourself, you're working harder and harder, buying new technology, burning out, and it took great pride. I mean, that's a compliment when people tell you how, oh, you're a hard worker. I mean, could you be given a better compliment, right? So we do get lulled into that false sense and you bring up many good points. One of them, I often say to people, regardless of how rich your academic background is, you were never really taught Effective time empowerment tools. If you were in getting your PhD in university, you know, you could have eight different professors and they're not asking you, How is your life? Do you have a lot that you have to work and your rent? Do you have kids? Do you have seven other courses or five? Let me help you integrate that so you can be effective. So, you know, nobody teaches you that and they do. They want to see you sweat it out. So that is really important and it is a very dated and old way because we are in the info age and people want to see results. We're not in a manufacturing situation anymore where you're putting in the hours is how, you know, all the people we admire is somebody that yields results, not hours. So I don't, I don't like that hustle. I don't believe in the grind. I found that when I started being more, uh, Effective with my time and using time empowerment skills, you know. Oh my gosh, how much more I could get done by working less hours was shocking to me to this very day. Like it's it's amazing. So you are tapping into the misinformation that we've all been given, and I agree a hundred percent. It's problematic. Oh, and she's off again. So it's my show, everyone. <laughs> it is problematic. Um,
0: it is very problematic. And it's, it's also, I live in, so just to give you an idea. I live in Austin downtown and it, it's not like New York where it's like, go, 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 go much, but it is a go, go, go. I mean, it is Austin. It is the city. Yeah. Um, It is about traffic. It's a little like LA a lot, you know, that way it's becoming more and more. But when I lived in Florida, you know, everything was all about chill. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah like, yeah relax, <laughs> have a cocktail. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's also an energy of the city you're in and the, in the environment you're in. And as you're an entrepreneur, you have to create your own energy you have to create your own environment. And when you are looking at everyone around you, that looks like they're really busy, or you go onto Facebook and it just looks like thousands of people are always busy and making more money than you. It, it, it can get daunting. So let's talk about your philosophy on how do we have the hour of the day or that, mm-hmm. you know, what does that look like and how is it that, and I don't want to overstep the fact that we talked about your husband, it was a loss. I don't want to overstep that, but what actually is the thing, the one hour a day
1: that changes and changed your life? So what I talk about is if you can win the hour, you can win the day. So what happens is too many people. I did this for years. I dove into Monday morning with my mighty to-do list list in my hand, and I thought I had this, this. Somehow I thought Monday was a longer day than any other day, and I was going to get stuff done. And what would happen is if something derailed me, or I had this to-do list where one thing would take twenty minutes, another thing would take two hours. I had no idea the sequence of it, or how long they would take, or what resources I needed. And, you know, I didn't know by two o'clock in the afternoon, was I on course, which mostly I wasn't. And then I realized the to do list was, oh my gosh, so I have to stay later and come in earlier. And and I bought it that cycle of, well, I could just work harder, I could work this weekend, all that other stuff. So that's just chasing the work instead of saying, look, if I block it out one hour a day, uh, sorry, one hour at a time, I can really be strategic about my results, right? And we do this in other areas of our life. We know not to exercise an hour before bedtime. You know, we do things, we go, I can't do that at this time of day. So it's really, you can't improve what you don't measure. And so people are using their calendar as either an appointment book for the outside world, but not managing their work, um, and, or they're not putting things on their calendar that they do every day. So for example, I tell people like, sometimes someone will say to me, oh, I do that every day, I don't put it on my calendar. And I say, well, it still takes up time. Your calendar isn't like a memo thing, it's a, it's a GPS for your day. That would be like saying, well, my car payment comes out of my bank every month, but I know that so I don't count it well, that money's gone. Right? Right. So we're started at, we're at a real deficit from the morning, from the minute we walk in in the morning when we don't have any idea of our inventory and we can't improve what we don't measure. So what I say is if you break it down into hour increments, then you have sprints throughout the day where you can say, ah, okay. All right, look, I'm falling behind or what do I have to prioritize? Or, I mean, here's an example. A couple of weeks ago, something happened to my phone. I called uh, Apple. Oh my gosh. I was on the phone for an hour. We got to fix. Great. The old days I would have went into hysterical Chris meaning, okay, now we got to go faster. Cause I got to make up for the hour. And I expect everyone else to go faster and talk quicker, move quicker. and <laughs> Let's go, 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 go. Right. And what I did was I said, okay, I lost an hour, what can I move? And so I moved something and then I proceeded the day with calmness and clarity and was able to get stuff done instead of knocking over your, your you know, your coffee, dropping your keys because now you're in this big rush. So it's really about breaking the day into hour segments and that is the starting point for allowing you at least to see what inventory you have and what's working mm-hmm. and what's not. So let's let's so I, I want to I'm going to bring this. I for some reason I always bring everything down to male
0: female conversations <laughs> and just <laughs> go with me on that. So I find in my experience that women are the ones that do the do do, do 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 do. Men have a tendency but not as much. Now, I have it that that really comes from a construct that we have to do more or prove more and we have to work more to get more. Okay. Going on. And uh, you know, that's a construct I personally on the planet and out to destroy. Okay. Yeah, I am. Right. So my whole big life is to help 10,000 women start and run their own companies to be financially free. And what I find is things I'm bumping up against is that construct. Well, I have to do more than my counterparts. I have to to go faster than others. I have to do this whole do thing. And so my question to you first, first is, my question for you is, do you find that most of your clients
1: are women generally? No, I don't. I find I have a good mix. Um, it's really about executing your goals and your projects versus juggling work. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Cause see when, when you're talking about the loss of an hour, like I never think like that. I'm like, yeah, I didn't lose an hour. It's what I had to do. Right. Yeah. Or I put everything on my calendar. I come from a different place. Yeah. I put everything on my calendar. Like, If I go work out, it's on there. If a bill's due, it's on there. If I go, I went to dance classes, it's on there. Like I, I call, I live from my calendar. Yeah. Right. I live from it. I even put sleep, go to bed. Like I put a structure of that, but I've been taught that for many, many years. And, very few people are are like that. So I'm not saying that's good or bad. I just say that's where I come from. So in the world of male, female, do you find this a different kind of psychology or is it just strictly an entrepreneur psychology that you're dealing with?
1: I find for me, it's a it's a cultural thing of wearing that Culture. badge of honor and going, Oh, I worked hard. That's the best compliment your mother, your teacher, your first job, you know, could tell your parents anything, you know, meet the parents night. It's all about, Oh, they're a hard worker or she's not applying herself. Like that's what they are saying to you. Well, if you were achieving all that stuff and working two hours a day, what if you really applied yourself and worked eight hours? <laughs> so we're going to fire you. you right? <laughs> yeah. So then they, you could be making them eight times the amount of money. So that's what they were looking at you as you're not applying yourself. So so I find it's this, this paradigm of, it's a paradigm, yeah. It, yeah, are you sweating it out? Are you giving it your all? Are you falling out of your workday exhausted? Cause if you're not, you're not applying yourself. Okay. So, okay. This is good. I
0: like this. Cause I, I know for myself, I do a lot of reading and I structure in time to read. And yeah. when I read, I read like I, you know, I said my Alexa timer. Yeah. Yeah. I know I
1: did that too. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Alexa. Okay, so and I set that up right so that I read, and I I do put that on my calendar. But if someone texted me or tried to get a hold of me during the time, I wouldn't say I'm reading. You know, I would right. say I'm working. You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. Because in that construct called world, we have to be like, Oh, I'm working. Or why aren't you going out tonight? Oh, I'm working. Well, it might just need me to be resting. Right. Um, so let's talk about that. So what is your, like, if I had, if you, if we had to go down a road of like the three way, three things or five things that we can do off this call or one thing that we can do off Mm -hmm. this call that could help
1: change things, what would they be? Just go down one. So one, I would be saying that so many people dive into their emails before they have breakfast sometimes before they get out of bed and that's so disturbing because you have to look at your brain um, like your phone recharged in the morning so you're at full capacity with battery and once you start opening up all those apps and having all those things going what happens is you get decision fatigue attention residue and you're also just creating more work by sending out those emails and now the outside world is dominating you know the decisions and the actions you're taking first thing in the morning so one thing I would tell people is you know everyone I did this for years. I oh my gosh, I really want to get this project out or whatever. You want to write a book, be on a podcast, do something major for your clients. And you say, okay, I'm going to work really hard and try to get my work day done at three or four. And then I'm going to work on that project. Right, which is the, the last place you should be taking on new things that require focus and attention. So, if you came in and that first hour of the day is your creative work, your focus, or any project you want to execute, then you could say, Look, I want to do this. I want to have this out to my audience in six weeks. And I've got an hour every morning, Monday to Friday. And I just go in and I do that first. So, it doesn't matter what explodes on your desk later in the day. And you know that you can answer your emails. You know, half tired later in the morning at eleven o'clock, and and so then that's done, and you can manage, control, and rely on your projects that you can then commit to your audience. Yes, it will be out on this time because that's the biggest pain point for entrepreneurs is always chasing that next project that keeps getting you know moved for them. So the big thing I would tell you is, you know, it's a waste of talent and time to be starting your day with emails. Start with the creative work first. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually sounding, really
0: big yeah. on that. I don't do emails in the morning. Now what's funny about yeah. that, I, I say that. And then I, I did this morning weirdly. Like it was very <laughs> weird. I'm like, oh my God, I said that. I'm very adamant. I don't pick up my phone. Yeah. I don't touch my phone. Okay. I just don't like, there's nothing that important. Okay. Of yeah. course I don't have kids. Some people are like, oh yeah, kids. I get it. Um, But I feel like if something's that bad that it would be like I They'll get know. a hold of you. They Bad news travels quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be kind of like a smoke signal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just don't do that. I also am very big on um, no – I don't do it, so I'm different. No TV in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, no phone in the bedroom. That's where you yeah. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then my my alarm is my Alexa. That's yeah. outside my bed, right outside the bedroom. Yeah. So I can hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I made that decision because it is a technology. I will say this. Here's what I'm say. I work out in the morning. So usually I do affirmations, statements, journaling, and then I go work out. Um, yesterday I worked out 7 o'clock in the morning class, 7 a.m., 7 a.m., right? We're doing all some bar thing. We're all squatting yeah. and whatever. And this girl... In the room, because it's all like an enclosed room, it's like a ballerina room, whatever. She's sitting there on her phone. Yeah. (sighs) Now, it's it's not my class, but it was so irritating. And then afterwards, I went up to the front because it's kind of a newer gym. And I said, what's your policy on? You know, because I was like, look, dude, I said to her, she's like, well, we don't really, we're trying to figure that out. I said, it's one hour. It's, it's my one hour. It's everyone's one hour, right? It's one hour, no phone. Cause if one person is sitting on the phone like this, we're all going, Oh God, where's my phone? You know, we just do it. Right. It's just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, and I was, it was distracting. My point, my point is that technology is great, but the creativity doesn't come from technology. No, no. That's what you're pointing to is that the technology can actually take you out it
1: takes you out of creativity. A hundred percent. In fact, in all of history and mankind, the biggest accomplishments were done at times of rest or play. And so when you're in that perpetual rush mode, getting to the next thing and racing the day, you're not going to have the elements uh, you know, in your brain and your capacity to be creative. And on that, I want to just touch on one thing because you keep saying you're different. It's not that you're different. Mm. It's that you are a high achiever and this Mm. is the patterns and the behaviors of people that are able to execute at a high level and have a quality of life. So you're not different. You are just accomplished in this area. So, you know, hats off to you, but you should say, no, I'm accomplished, not different. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. I feel like I just (laughs) got like an award. Like I should just, like I got, I'm an accomplished (laughs) award. Um, Something else I do, and I'm now curious what you think. But I feel it's good. I do boxing. Um, <clears throat> love it. Yeah, and, uh, I love it. It's great. I yeah. work with this world time. He's amazing. One thing he does, though, I know it's just because of his training, and he trains a lot of people, and he's been doing it for 20 years. He he'll say, "Okay, we're going to do this whatever exercise," and he go, "You remember like?" I, and it's an automatic thing he does because he does it a lot. It's like, you remember, you remember? And I've only worked with him for like two, three months, and I finally I said. I will always say no to your answer. He's like, what? I go, I'm in the moment. So if you did this last week or two months ago or two weeks ago, I might, my brain might catch up and go, Oh yeah, I remember doing this. But if you actually ask, Oh, we're going to do blah, 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 exercise. Do you remember? I'm going to say, Nope.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause
0: I'm in the moment. Right. Yeah. And then he'll show it. And then my brain will go, we've done this before. We haven't done this before. And then go, Oh, yeah. we've done this before. And I'm going to do it newly. Right. So, yeah. because that's my training has to be like, don't remember anything. I know that yeah. sounds really odd, but I think in that, that's a high performance conversation. It's like you don't, if you go into remembrance, your performance will lower. If you go into just be present in the moment, like act like everything you do is new, everything yeah. you do is force first time come from a beginner's mind, then you can be present. Now, everything has to stack. We're talking about, you know, dancing or any kind of like structure of athlete it does stack but mm-hmm. your body will do it your body will go oh i've done this before oh, okay wait hold on a second i got the pattern right boom but I, and he, when he said i said that to him he was very like like you're making my life harder you know yeah. and i'm like actually no i'm present i'm yeah i'm with you that you might yeah. have to explain it yeah but you know, I'm in the moment. So, what is, is that a high performance thing, or is that
1: just being lazy? No, that is what most people don't understand. It's called focus. And so often now, people think they're focusing and they're not. And they say, I can focus on two things at once. And you can't. Oh, I'm listening to you and I'm texting. And you can't shine a spotlight on two different spots. So, what you're doing is context switching. So, now you're in front of him and you're thinking you're all in and you're all focused. And he's asking you to pull from another memory. So, that is just another skill that unfortunately, not only do most people not have, they don't even know that they're missing it. So, it's your ability to focus really again empowers your other, you know, the other abilities you have in play.
0: Yeah. No, well thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is I think it is a high performance yeah.
1: conversation
0: to be able to to focus yeah. and to be intentional. And I think that uh, this is my own personal view, but I think one of the worst things we do as an education is we reward um we reward remembrance. We reward yeah. um you know what I call uh, you remember something and you go to your test, and the test is only about what you remember, not what you right. learn. We Absolutely regurgitating biology was like that, right? You have to remember yeah, this big long word. And then you got to remember, you got to remember, you got to remember. And then you go to the test and you're like, I got it, you know? And then yeah. like, you didn't learn it. You just remembered regurgitation versus learning. And something that I learned about myself, but no one explained this to me. And I think this is a beautiful conversation. This is such a beautiful, this is such a beautiful analogy of what you're talking about. I ended up my last year in college, I won't get into like how I I, I got to the end of my college career, like just give me the hell out of here. Like I didn't care what I got, like give me a thing called a blah, blah degree and like I'm good, you know? So I ended up getting a, a minor in math. Why? It was strictly out of the fact that I couldn't stand regurgitation in biology. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm good at problem solving. In math, when you go to high level math, like 3,000, 4,000 level in college, they give you, you walk into a test, they give you they give you the question basically, which is basically the problem. And then they give you pieces, like five pieces of paper stapled all blank and a pen or a pencil. They go, go. Yeah. And they're like, you got three hours. Oh my God. <laughs> What's so beautiful. I, I loved it. The reason I loved it is because <laughs> it was like a, this, right? Yeah. And you just yeah. kind of worked your way through it. You know, it was no regurgitation. You had to remember nothing. Yeah. You had to remember nothing. You, your brain was like, Oh wait, I've done this problem before. Oh wait, I've seen this before. Oh, that's interesting. You know? And, uh, but it's three hours. And the reason they gave you three hours, you don't have to take it, but they yeah, gave yeah. you that room. Yeah. And then there was no um pressure, you know, You had three hours. You could do it in five minutes. You can do it in half an hour. You can do it in 20 minutes, but just be present to getting it correct. That's what the entrepreneurs miss. They try to get things correct creatively in one hour. I got one hour. Be creative. Go. What the heck, man? You can't do that to your brain.
1: I don't even think they say, I got one hour to be creative. I think they just try to do that while they're looking for their keys on a phone call, you know, and they don't know where the phone is and it's in their ear. So I don't even think they're that structured. And what I would say to you is that's what the brain is for. It's for to have ideas, not to hold them. And it's not a filing cabinet. And that's where another big thing that I think is missing. I love that. Hold on. That's good. Yeah, that's good. A brain is not a
0: filing cabinet. That's beautiful. No. If you could just get that one thing from this call, it's yeah. a beautiful reminder because the more you, you dump out and let yeah. it go versus try to hold on, that is beautiful. Go ahead. Sorry. I just got to well, really, thank get you. That. a lot of people <laughs> don't get that. That's why I have Evernote. I've ever I use Evernote like freaking crazy. I mean, right. So, cause I just, I get, it comes yeah. up, I put it down Yeah. Move on because it is coming out like that. Yeah. It comes out. And if people go, Oh, I got to hold it in. It's like being constipated or something. It's not going to, you know, yeah. it's not going to help you, right? But that's a really beautiful thing to to, to to, say. I just, a lot of people don't get that. Go ahead. I just, really well, you to. interrupt
1: me all you want if you're going to tell me I say beautiful things. I got nothing but time for that. So we're yeah. good. <laughs> so it
0: really is right. a piece. one per, if, if anybody who's creative, or wants to be more creative can really understand that's how the brain, higher intelligence, universe, God flow works that it is like that. It's like a waterfall. And if you try to like hold it, it it won't, it'll stop. It'll be like
1: a clogged thing and you're going to be stuck. Or worse than that, I'd find years ago, I'd be like, Oh, I had a great idea. And then I found out, no, I had that great idea three months ago. I just didn't put it anywhere. So you're just recycling it. Right? So that's exactly it. And that leads us to something else that we didn't get to tap into yet where so many entrepreneurs don't understand is look, we are in a day and age where it is so super easy and affordable to build an amazing team for pennies. And until you have a team that supports you, and allows you to stay in your zone of genius, like, okay, I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the visionary, here's what I want to implement. I don't need to be up at two o'clock in the morning because I've got a big conference tomorrow learning how to get a flyer together on Canva. That's not where your time should be spent. And so when you can execute and delegate and get those ideas out to your team, Then you become an entrepreneur versus self-employed and paying for a very expensive job with overhead. So that allows you freedom mentally too creatively, creatively is if you can build and execute having a super affordable and awesome team. And that's when you truly are an entrepreneur. And that's what the captains of industry did from day one when they're in the garage, even if it's with their buddies, they weren't in there by themselves. That's
0: true. That's true. But I'm gonna add a caveat to that. Yeah. Which is something that I have it was at an entrepreneurial event that we talked about this, about the delegation piece mm-hmm. and a mistake that one of the gentlemen was sharing that he'd made. This is a beautiful thing because you hire people that are not entrepreneurs first. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're hiring people that are what I call taskmasters or task task masters. It can be developers, it could be social media, but they're good at tasks. Tasking, All right? So, yeah. a couple of things. One, they are uh, taskmasters, and so you can't rely on them to be entrepreneurial with you. No. So, delegating a task to a task team is good trying to create ideas with your task team is not a good idea. And that's what he was referring to is that he was kind of in his bubble where he was trying to rely on his task team to create ideas with him. And the challenge with that is that he's the creative. So he was at a, and the cruise with us where it was like all entrepreneurs, all crazy creatives. Right. And we're like, Oh, here's ideas for you. He's like, Oh my God, this feels so good. I've been trying to do this with my team for the last six months. Like, well, those are task masters. You don't want them to be creative. We're creative, be an environment. That's why I'm creating masterminds right in 2020 Mm -hmm. for myself and my, and, and, and associates, because when you are a creative, you can't, and assume your task team will be creative for you. No, you I a hundred
1: percent agree. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying you are the creative and the task people you hire then allow you to get, like you said, those ideas out. You can start executing on those things so that you're not sitting there trying to do a flyer for your big mastermind tomorrow at two o'clock in the morning. You have somebody to ex- execute a task that will not take you off your creative path and your visionary. And that's, that's what being an entrepreneur is. So I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that that was a big, you know,
0: that was a big challenge because I think a lot of entrepreneurs get into that mode of like taking their tasks. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. So let's go back into the win the hour of the day. So give me some other tools or tips or strategies that someone can do from this call.
1: Okay. Well, one thing is i very, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, so it doesn't matter. But to-do lists are are the death of productivity. So, I mean, people think, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got a to-do list. Well, you have no idea how much time they take, the sequence, and all a to-do list is a percolating list of emergencies. So the emergencies will rise to the top, and then you will have to act on them. So, That's you know, true. if, yeah, so anything on that list, because people panic, well, Chris, how could you not have a to-do list? Because... Things are actionable and have a plan on my calendar. A to-do list is really like getting something from you know, Ikea or furniture store, you have to build it. And then all of a sudden you got all these extra nuts and bolts on the floor and you're like, well, I don't really know where those go. I'll worry about that later. (laughs) I'll put that in a, you know, so that's what a to-do list is. Doesn't give you increments of time. Doesn't tell you what comes first, what's important. And you can't delegate. You can't say, well, look here, we, this is the process and it's a to-do list and I can hand that off to a, a person that I've hired and now they know how to manage it because again, it's a percolating list of emergencies. So that is the killer of productivity is a to-do list. Okay. So in lieu of the product of the to-do list, what do you suggest? Well, that's when you start mapping things out on your calendar and you say, look, if I want to have, so for example, when I wrote my book, I said, all right, I want to have my book out in June. So what happened was I put it on the calendar and I did the math and I said, okay, if I want to have it out in June, here's what it looks like. And I broke it down and it looked like I had to do five pages per day. Now, if I had a to-do list and said, okay, I'm going to work on my book every week, then what would happen was, you know, I'd be like, oh, I don't feel like it today, but I'm going to be really fresh on Thursday. I'll really you know, I'll crank it out on Thursday. Now, what would happen was with five pages a day, there were some days I didn't feel like I had five pages in me, but I caught on quickly that if I didn't have five pages in me today on Monday, I wouldn't have 15 in me on Wednesday. So that kept me on my track versus a to-do list of work on my book every week. So that's the difference there. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah. Did you break it down? So in June, was it, so can you break that down for someone listening that they're like, it's January and they want to have their book
1: out in June? What does that look like on their calendar and in physical form? Yeah. So what that looks like, and here's, this leads into another really good point. I call it working backwards. Now we often do this in our personal life. You might say, oh my gosh, okay, Thursday morning, I have to be at the dentist at 11 o'clock. It doesn't matter how much it hurts and how expensive it is. You'll say, okay, i got to be 11. I gotta leave at 10, blah, blah, blah. And by the time you work it backwards, you might realize I have to be up at eight to do my workout and do all these things to be there at 11. But in business, we often get all excited, a new project, new client, we dive all in and we're just, and it, you know, the new exciting thing rises to the top or we just say, oh yeah, I'll just work harder on those other things and I'll slide this in, I'll get it all done. So what I did was I said, okay, how many pages is the book going to be approximately? Okay, great. And then I worked backwards and figured out that that's five days a week, not weekends would be, you know, I would need about an hour, hour and a half to do five pages, blah, blah, blah. So then I figured out that also led me to know what are my other priorities during that time? It means other things have to come off my calendar. Do I network a little less? Do I whatever? Something else has to move because it's my time bank account. There's only so many hours in the day. So I would tell you that you work backwards and then anything Mm -hmm. you do takes up time. Just like I gave that example with the bank account, it takes up time. So you have to say, you know, this is going to be on my calendar every day because it takes up time. That's it. You can't say, I'm going to work on something for an hour and a half every day, but don't worry. Th- there's no time associated with that. I'm just going to spit out five pages. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it has to go on the calendar.
0: Okay. Got it. yeah. I live from the calendar so yeah. much so that I I'm in the middle of an insurance whatever legal battle, and um, they learned that my that my calendar was like my life, and so my entire calendar of like two years is in the in the deposition or discovery or whatever. I'm laughing because they're like, wow, the guy who had to go through it because he had to take out like personal stuff or whatever or high, you know, whatever, and I he's like, you put everything on here, and I'm like. I put everything on there, you know, other than like going to the bathroom yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I even put eating like was, like eating yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was like, holy cow, you know, I'm like, because I live from, right. So I live from it. So I structure things out. Not things that move, you know what I mean? But
1: yeah, it's a living from
0: process.
1: Because it's kind of like, think about this. If you were going to go on a road trip, so say from New York to California, and what would you use? You would use a GPS. And the best part of that is it would tell you immediately when you're off course. So you wouldn't be looking around the car awkwardly saying, hey, okay, when do I tell them we should have taken that exit two hours ago? Right, right? right. So you have that GPS and you're all excited. It tells you when you arrive, you know, how many miles, everything. It's awesome. Yeah. If you were going on that same trip and you used a to do list, it would be like, bring, Clothes, bring snacks, bring money, right? So the to do list is very different for that trip than the GPS. So, wouldn't you want that for your business? Like, wouldn't you want that same structure, that same results, you know, guaranteed results that you want for a road trip? Wouldn't you want that for your business journey? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for
0: sure. I do every, I do a lot of things. I also do, I want to give people some room, though. So, I, I've been trained in improv and comedy and improv. Yeah. And I, I do, um, improv in the moment, right? So some people are like, I'm not that structured. I get it. You can improv in the hour or the thirty minutes or whatever. Just like as long as you like I'm doing this an intention of it. Yeah. Then you can be improvisational inside of the structure, right? So good example and in I came up with, with with our our interview. I don't do a lot of uh heavy reading before our my interviews. Um I'm in the moment. I read what I can, and then I go with the flow because I'm very improvisational. That's because I've had training, like improv. Mm-hmm. Improv as itself is this is a actual an art, like acting. You know, so um, I've learned that art, and so that's more comfortable for me versus a structured call. So, for instance, I had a uh, someone who wants to be on my show, and their PR person said, "Well, we need to have the questions." I said, "No, <laughs> like I'm yeah. not doing it." That means not, I have to, I have to sit here and think about what it is they're going to say. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I go, if you want to give me questions and I'll consider asking them, but I'm not going to do it. So the answer is no, I'm not going to have you on no. my show. You it's know, not that's, very con- but that's, not but very that's conversational. me, right? Yeah. Some people like I've been on shows where they like, these are the 10 questions yeah. I'm asking you. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But for myself, if someone's asking me to be on my show and they want me to do the work, I'm like, I'm out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think it's not very conversational. And I think your flow is very evident in the results of your podcast. As I said, I'm a fan. But I think also to touch back to your previous point, that's exactly what I was against. I didn't want this big heavy system that I had to put in there, like the Weight Watchers of your calendar. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So, what I would tell you is when I gave the example of writing my book, if I maybe wasn't feeling well Monday and said to hell with it, I'm not doing these five pages today, then all that meant was I moved it to another day. So, I it's clear that right. then okay today because i'm not feeling well maybe i do something that takes less brain power so it's not about being handcuffed digitally to this calendar that you're limited but it's about knowing what your resources for that day are or your expectations so that you can massage the calendar to yield your best results not so that it has you by the throat right Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, by by the throat. Yeah, that
0: is good. Okay, so where can they find you? Your book? Let's go down there for. You have a podcast. You have a book. You have a
1: website. I'm out there. Okay, so (laughs) good. Yeah, share. Yeah, and I'd like to. We just created a new resource. So if your audience is interested, we have this uh, a little video training that we just we just created. We will get the link to you in the next. You know in this call and it's how my team took a one minute video and gave me a month of content for social media. So I think uh, people seem to really like that. My clients liked it. So I thought I would offer it to yours. So I'll give you that. So that would be in the show notes and yeah, win the hour, when the day.com, you can see stuff there and you can definitely check out my podcast called now your business, how to get to your next win now, where we have really dynamic conversational uh, guests like yourself and we're going to hope to seduce you to get you on. Uh, so yeah, they yeah. can check out now your business or when the hour, when the day.com and I'm everywhere else like the rest of you is LinkedIn, Facebook, stuff like that.
0: Okay, great. So win the hour, win the day, yeah. Go check it out. I, um, my old show was originally called the wind. So I, I like the name. That was my original show name called the wind. Now it's like a boss and I'm actually looking at changing it again. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's something I want to share just inside of a creative process. Um, entrepreneurship alters yeah. and you, it's not about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. um, and I've shared this before. It's not like a big secret. My real name isn't Heather Havenwood. Okay. I I made it up. All right. My first name is Heather Ann. I was born that my mom would kill me if I changed that. But I mean, my last name is not Havenwood. And people
1: always ask me, some people like laugh and go, would you make that up? It's pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah. And you I did. Know what? I'll tell you something. I, I, it's not common knowledge to most people. And that's funny. You brought this up. So I will share this with you. Sure. My name is Chris Ward. It was spelled C-H-R-I-S and I changed it 20 to K-R-I-S. Yeah. So I changed spelling of it. I just thought, no, no, I don't like the energy of the other one. And I changed it. So I did that too. So that's funny you bring that up. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I love, thank you for, I didn't know that by the way, that was like yeah. super cool. Um, I
0: think that shows your creativity. Yeah. You know, it. you get to choose, you know, and I think there comes a point when you really realize that being an entrepreneur is not about finding yourself. Yeah. It's about creating yourself. Um, and sometimes people, sometimes people say to me, oh, well, I know your real name isn't Havenwood. And I go, I don't, like, it's not like I hide that. I yeah. mean, if you really did for a while, a little search online. It'd be easy to figure out, okay? I like am Hiding something, you know what I mean? But if you try, if you find out what my last name, uh, the original last name, the one I'm born with on my birth certificate, you find out what it is, you probably won't be able to pronounce it. So that's why, yeah. okay? And I don't like the energy around it. And it actually means orphan in Dutch, and I don't right. like the energy around that. So right. my point, my point is that what you're sharing, you know, winning the day, winning the hour. It's about creating yourself. It's about creating your calendar. It's about creating your moment by moment. It's about creating your life. You've got these 24 hours. What is it you're going to create? What is it you're going to say, speak, do? What are you going to do with that time, right? What are you going to do with the time given to you? And I think that's a beautiful construct of what you're creating with when the hour, when the day. And I I apologize we didn't talk about your loss with your husband. And I I do apologize. And if you want to share it, you can. Uh,
1: it's up to you. There's nothing. Yeah, it's there's nothing to apologize. It was just a, a pivotal point in in the journey where yeah. when I came back, I did have a business that survived it not only survived, but it thrived. And you know, let's take all the emotion out of it aside from losing your best friend and everything. The reality is I lost an income. And if I had a business that had fallen because it didn't sustain that that difficulty in my life, man, I would have been in a hot mess. So that's why this book became even more passionate to me is because you know what life does have interruptions. And you should be able to lean on your business based on the hard work you put in place. So it's not it was really difficult for me in the beginning to share that story, not because of the sensitivity of it, because I didn't want it to define me or him. But people kept telling me, no, people need to understand Chris that 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 could have turned your life in a very difficult spot had you not had those structures in place with your team so that's why i share that i don't i don't don't worry about glossing over it the lesson is that you can take all the emotion out of it at the end of the day you get you know there's expenses to somebody being sick and you lose an income so you better have a business that you can lean on and and you have a business that you know that you can step away from for a few minutes and and deal with life so that's really the moral of that story so no apologies necessary well, thank you
0: for that. And and, and and thank you for that. I um My biggest intention of the world and I'm, I'm on this planet is to help 10,000 women run and start their own business to be financially free and financially secure. And I always share about, I feel like there's a lot of women that are what I call in a prison and what a prison could look like. It could be on what I call the East side of Austin or LA where it's, you know, they're in a bad situation and they don't have a lot of money. They, they can't get out of that situation, but it could also look like a 6,000 square foot house in Beverly Hills. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It could really, and I know people in those prisons. You yeah. might go, that's not a prison. Yes, it is. 6,000 square foot house in Westlake Lake in, in, in LA with a beautiful uh, Mercedes and they're all three of their kids are going to private school, but yeah. the, none of their income, all their income is with their, let's say their husband, you know, that, yeah. Things happen. Divorce happens, yeah. death happens, sickness happens, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen and that just goes away and they have nothing that they're building their foundation on, right? Yeah. And that's what I wanna help. Both sides of the fence, by the way, it doesn't matter what side of the, the track they're on per se, is that I think every woman, no matter where they're they're at financially, that they should start their own business to create their own financial security. Yeah. For any situation, sickness happens, divorce happens, right? Yeah. Right? Death happens, car wrecks happen, airplanes happen. Like it just happens, you know? So why risk it? And I think it's a really important piece. I know for myself, I didn't have those things happen. I had abusive situations happen to me, and that's just my story. And I allowed myself to trust that particular income that it would always provide for me. Right. And it didn't. Yeah. So I think that no matter the story in, no matter the age, no matter what we all should be creating some kind of business on some level to be help our financial security, no matter what. So that's my thing, you know, and I just really appreciate you being here, Chris. And thank you for being here and thank you for, um, you know, reaching out to me. <laughs> I love that you did that. Um, very few people do that by the way. Um, and just where they can find Chris is when the hour, when the day, go check her out, go check out what she's up to, go check out her podcast. What's the name of your podcast? Now your business. Now your business, which I'll be on soon. I'm sure. Okay. And telling my story as well. So when the hour, Win the day. That's Chris Ward, C H, sorry, C R I S. No, yeah, K R I S. K <laughs> Oh, see, because I had it in my head of what you said earlier. K R I S Ward. Yeah. And uh, you can find her at Win the Hour, Win the Day. All right, Chris, thank you so much for being here. Any last words? No, just thank you for having me. It was a blast. I appreciate you. You're welcome. All right, well, this is Heather Havenwood. Check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. You can find me at Spotify, Roku, iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, all of them except Sirius XM, which I'm trying to find. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry, even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away, no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited announce that P3OM, the Navy seal of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, p3om uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut so your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat so look what are you waiting for go to energywithheather.com that's energywithheather.com Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business triple your list and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity, but this would not have been possible without first taking the leap in owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago, and now I help small businesses, solo practitioners and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.